Welcome to the first ever KG Pod episode. Uh, if you haven't heard the trailer, this, uh, this podcast will primarily focus on the Milwaukee Bucks and the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll go into post-game uh, analysis on the games, off-season moves, um, probably talk NBA in general as well, and maybe throw in some soccer news, uh, primarily the Premier League. So uh, just a little background on myself. My name is Kevin Grant. Um, from St. Louis, born and raised a Cardinals fan. Uh, that's my number one team. I uh, live and die a Cardinals fan. Became a Bucks fan about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so. I went to a game uh, when I was a kid up in Milwaukee, kind of just stuck with the team from there. Uh, got started in the Brandon Jennings era, Monte Ellis, and then went, went through some rough years. Saw some excitement with the Jason Kidd hiring, Jabari Parker draft years, um, Giannis the year after Jabari. Um, stuck in the playoffs a couple years, but didn't go uh, didn't go too far. And then the past few years have just been a great rise. Uh, seeing Giannis turn into an, an All NBA talent, two time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, you know saw some classes in the playoffs, being up 2-0 to the on the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019. You know they're on a 70 win game pace prior to COVID. Uh, they come back in the bubble and they just don't even look anywhere near the team they were prior to uh, the pandemic. Uh, they get bounced in the first round of the Heat. And uh, this year, you know, they go out and they make a couple big moves. They, uh, they offload Bledsoe and quite a few picks to bring in Drew Holiday just to uh, primarily to focus on the playoffs. You know, we saw it in the regular season. They, they took guys, you know, they sat guys certain nights. They made adjustments in the season. They weren't worried about getting the number one seed as we saw uh, they wanted to see uh, different matchups and different schemes and how they'd work in the playoffs because that's where Bud was uh, getting some pushback on that he was he was slow to make adjustments um, in a playoff series. He got out coached by Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra in back-to-back years pretty pretty badly too. So it's good to see him you know changes changes hard-headed ways um, as we've seen. He's he's very slow to make adjustments and he loves to stick with his schemes and it, it came back to bite him a couple years in a row. So like I said, they, they went for a different route here in 2021. Got him in as a three seed. They, uh, you know, they had the chance at the end of the 2021 season to uh, to lose a couple games at the end of the heat and uh, make sure they avoided that that playoff series and but they uh, they headed straight on. They wanted to to face their demons in the heat, and uh, they took care of them pretty easily in a 4-0 sweep in the first round. And then we got the Nets in the second round, so that was a pretty big uh, pretty big test for them. Um, some unforeseen circumstances came up with the Harden injury. You know, 40 seconds into Game One, they uh, they get beat pretty handily. Games One and Two in Brooklyn. Game Three, they come back to Milwaukee. They win a real tight one. 86-83, I believe, um, you know, get some life back into him, had some great defensive uh, stands. P.J. Tucker looks great. Game four, they came out hot. Um, Kyrie goes down early in the second quarter, and they never looked back from there in game four. Won that pretty easily. They went out to Brooklyn. Uh, game five, had a, had a great lead, 15-point lead in the second half, and they let it slip away. The Bucks teams of the past would have crumbled in that scenario, they would have gone back home game six, felt defeated, but they handed it to the Nets in game six, and then game seven, anything can happen. And they went up to Brooklyn and 
one, in one of the better NBA games I've seen since probably the 2016 finals. Um, they went in overtime. You know, Durant had 49 points. They, uh, it was a tight one. So it was great to see them overcome some demons and, and get to the, get back to the Eastern conference finals for the second time in three years. And, uh, everyone was expecting to see the 76ers in the Eastern conference finals, but, uh, the Hawks gave it to him. Uh, ben Simmons had plenty of trouble, and Bede was a little banged up, uh, torn meniscus in his knee, but he had a great series. They just lacked some uh, outside shooting and timely defense. Trey Young knocked him off. Uh, he went into MSG in game in uh, the first series and uh, made that court his own, and then went off to Philly and did the same thing there. And uh, so we got the Hawks in the second round in the Eastern Conference Finals, excuse me, and. Uh, they, uh, they go into Milwaukee and they win game one, 116-113. Uh, as I said, Trey Young drops uh, 48 points, 11 assists, 7 boards. Absolutely destroyed Bud's uh, drop coverage with Brooke Lopez in there. They hunted him all night. Um, they, they were bringing Capella up for the high screen and roll. As we've seen with the Bucks, you know, they, they don't switch. They switch everything um, besides when it's with Brooke. They'll drop Brooke back and drop coverage. Um, and then basically he's on an island. If Drew can't get over that screen from Capella, it's Trey Young coming downhill at you with Capella rolling for a lob. So he has to pick one or the other, and we saw it all night long. He, you know, Trey had floater after floater looks. He had lobs to Capella. And then, you know, Jeff T comes in in the second quarter and has an absolute nightmare. Uh, Trey Young goes off for 10 straight points off of him. Jeff T goes under the screen multiple times. Trey Young hits a wide-open three-pointer, and that was pretty much all night. Uh, the Bucks didn't have an answer until the fourth quarter. Bud finally decided to go small and put Giannis at the five, and it worked tremendously well. Uh, so, Trey Young went three for 11 um, when Giannis was at the five. He went three for four when Portis was at the five, and 11 for 19 with Lopez as a five. And he was one for seven in the fourth quarter when uh, the Bucks went small. So if, I, if that's not enough data for Bud to change up his scheme in, in game two, I don't know what is. So, you know, I'd love to see uh, more Portis minutes. Uh, Trey went for three for four with Portis at a five, but that's not very telling of uh, his minutes. Um, let's see, Portis went for 11 points, eight boards. He was an even plus minus, so I liked his minutes off the bench. Uh, we didn't see much of him in the Brooklyn series, but I think he's going to be important because Brook was virtually unplayable in that in that game. He was minus 14, worse than the team uh, in his plus minus. So, yeah, I'm just interested to see what Bud's adjustments are. Uh, we wasted a big night from Drew Holiday, 33 points, 10 boards. Looked completely different on the offensive end than he did in the Brooklyn series, and... Uh, yeah, it was, that was a tough one to lose. The Bucks. Uh, it felt like the Bucks were down 20 points at certain times in the uh, early second half, but they hung around. Um, they were even up, you know, five points with a minute left. A couple poor uh, rebounding sequences. The Hawks got multiple offensive rebounds. They kicked it out. I think Solomon Hill had a big three in the fourth quarter. Uh, those are killer. You know, in the last possession, they're up one with uh, 20 seconds left, and Trey has a floater going in and out. We have three bucks underneath the basket, and Capella squeezes in, gets the rebound, and puts it in for the lead, and that was it. Bucks have a terrible last possession. Ball bounces around. Trey gets it back, gets fouled, puts him up three, and then, you know, 
Chris had a good look at the end, but I still didn't like what, what Bud drew up. We've seen all year long. They, uh, they draw off terrible plays. It usually ends up with Chris in the corner with a contested three. Uh, we saw it in, against the Jazz in the regular season where uh, he didn't even get a shot off, um, and the Jazz ended up getting the ball back and hitting a game winner from Bogey. So wasn't expecting much out of Bud on that, but Chris did have a good look, just didn't, didn't fall for him. He was 0 for 3 on the night, 0 for 9 from 3, pardon me, on the night, 6 of 23. So... You know, you can't expect your co-all-star with Giannis to go 6 of 23 and 0 for 9 from 3 and pull out a win, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, you know, they were in the game all night. They they were up 9 at one point in the second quarter where I, I thought they could have pulled away, but they just they kept exploiting the Lopez pick and roll, the high screen roll with Capella and Trey. So easy points all night for them. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how they come out in Game 2. I think they'll... They'll come out hot. Uh, they had a stretch late in the fourth quarter where they looked like they were going to, you know, get right back in the game. They came out of a timeout. They showed Giannis on the sidelines, hyping his team up, replicating what Trey did with that shimmy at the top of the arc before he hit the three. Basically saying, you know, what the fuck? You can't let this guy do this on your home court in the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, wake the fuck up. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what fire they come out with. And I'm expecting Giannis to have a big game because... In all reality, they had no one to stop him all night. He missed a couple bunnies at the rim. He was 14 to 25, uh, 34 points, six of eight from the line, which was good to see. But he was good all night. He had nine assists. He was a great facilitator. Kicked it out quite a bit. You know, the best the best possession of the night was early in the first quarter. They swung the ball around three, four times. Found Giannis on a cut, drove, and then had a little shovel pass to Lopez for an easy dunk. You know, I'd love to see more of that. Uh, and a lot less of Giannis as the primary ball hander at the top of the arc, looking to get downhill, as we've seen <laughs> three or four years in a row. It's it's hard to watch at times. It's like he's running through a brick wall, and I want to put my head through a brick wall when I'm watching it. You know, we saw it. You know, out of a timeout in the fourth quarter, Bud drew up a play where uh, it's two screens. Drew Drew gets a screen, gives it to Giannis. Giannis brings it over to the wing for Chris, sets a screen. Chris gets downhill in the lane, and then there's Giannis for an easy floater coming off the pick and roll. And they ran it two or three times. Drew had a great assist to him as well. They're just a completely different offense when they use Giannis as the role man instead of the primary ball handlers. Ball handler. So I'd love to see a lot more of that. Um, Connaughton had a rough night, 1 of 6, 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, brutal shot with about 15 seconds left. Air ball to 3. Wide open look. Um you know, Forbes, five points, one for three from three. Jeff Teague shouldn't see the floor anymore in this series. He played six minutes. Yeah, no points. One assist, no rebounds. Got torched by Trey, four or five straight possessions. Um, so I like to see him trimmed out, out of the rotation. Just go Forbes, Connets, and Portis off the bench. And as the series goes on, I'm ex- expecting to see Bud tighten the rotation even more. Um, as we saw against Brooklyn with primarily just Connaughton coming off the bench in Game 7 with a few Forbes minutes. But like I said, Bobby will be big in this series, so I expect to see a lot more of him. But yeah, just a rough loss. It's rough to, to drop Game 1 on your home floor. And it's just it's rough to watch the Bucks just continue to shoot so poorly from the three-point line in the playoffs. Uh, they were so good in the regular season. But, you know, the playoffs are a different animal. They're not as many open looks, but... You know, they need to get some more to fall here. 
and Middleton going 0 for 9 is, is not helping anything. So we'll see. Game, uh, game 2 is tomorrow night, 7.30 on uh, TNT, I believe, again. So I like to the, see the Bucks come out hot in the first quarter, put the pressure on the Hawks, change up their defensive scheme a little bit, maybe go small, switch everything. Um, and just try to try to keep Trey down. You know he's going to get his in the series. There's no uh, there's no arguing that. So it's it's how to limit him and how to make it tough for him. What I liked late in the fourth quarter was Trey kind of getting up and tighter to him uh, when he's bringing the ball up near half court and so let him get downhill more. So you know Drew's got such size on him. You know Trey's going to be able to get by him with his explosiveness. But that's when you know we need to slide over and help because. Bogdanovich is banged up. His he doesn't look, you know, anywhere near the player that we've seen him be. So there's just there's no excuse for the Bucks not to win the series and not to win Game Two. You know, you cannot go, you cannot drop the first two in your home floor um, against this Hawks team. So we'll see. It's it's going to be a big game for Bud, biggest game of Bud's career. Well, I want to see what what he's able to adjust and you know if he's able to. Uh, let him let his hard hard headed self uh, adjust and uh, admit that he took one in the stomach from uh, from Trey Young and uh, change his schemes a little bit. So we'll see. Well, I'm looking forward to Game Two uh, and hopefully hopefully seeing a winner.